Yo, what is up, motherfuckers? It is the In The Cage Podcast. I am your host, Gat. You know what I'm saying? I don't got Zachy B with me today, but it's all good. I'm going to come at you solo. It's going to be kind of a quick podcast, but it's it's an important podcast. It's the first of the year, and we got some awards to give out. You know what I'm saying? We got some MMA awards to give out. More specifically UFC, but some MMA fighters in there. So, let's jump in. Um, I'm going to quickly go through the last card that happened, and I'm going to go through the next card to happen. I'm going to kind of breeze through them, um, mostly because the last fight card that happened, uh, um, it was so long ago, there, there's been a New Year's break for the UFC, so uh, it's been three weeks for that, so I'm, I'm not really going to go over that. If you haven't seen that, then you can go back and watch it, but I'm sure the people that listen to this probably have seen it. Um, so we had Cannoneer beat Strickland. That was questionable. Um, Jared won a decision. It was very controversial, a lot of people think. Uh, I thought, personally, that Sean Strickland won. Uh, but, you know, it's whatever, dude. When it, when a fight's that close, you can't really be too pissed off about the judges fucking calling it one way or the other. Um, it's very... It seems that the, the judges are very... Sub, not very subjective nowadays. It's a, kind of a gray... Great area of the rules, great area of judging. Um, definitely needs to be worked on, you know. But it is how it is, and that's how the can fizz, baby boys. So on the rest of the card, we had Armin Sarzukian. He beat up fucking Damir Ismagulov. I think that's how you say his name. He's Russian, though, and you know how we feel about Russia on this podcast. Okay, I'm not even going to say it. Um, just joking. I love you guys that listen to the podcast from Russia. We see you. We see you. Um, we had Amir Albazi KO Alessandro Costa. Sick fight, sick fight. Alex Caceres, the violent Bob Ross, KO Juliana Rosa. He's back, baby. He's back. What's up? The Karate Kid. Uh, Drew Dober, he KO'd Bobby Green. Was not expecting that. I thought if there was going to be a KO in that fight, it would have been on Bobby Green's behalf. Guess I was wrong. But, like I said, I'm not going to cover too much on that card. That's in the past. It's the new year. We're looking forward, baby boys. We're going to the future. We're going to UFC Fight Night. Fight Night. Imava versus Gasolum. That's on January 14th. So, Jesus Christ. Still got two weeks until that, huh? Um, let's see here. We got... Nasardine Imavov versus Kelvin Gaslam. I did a lot of research on this, um, and I even recorded this podcast once before, and then when I started reading off all the stats and I listened back to the podcast, I was like, Jesus Christ, dude, that is boring as fuck. So I'm going to try to find a better way to do this without fucking making your ears bleed, um, which might make this a shorter podcast, but I'd rather you be entertained for a short little bit than... Uh, tune the fuck out so Nasadine Imavov I'm just gonna tell you right now I've got him in this fight um and when I tell you why it's pretty apparent why um to sum it up he's only fought once this year but he beat Joaquin Buckley which he's very good and last year he was a busy boy he 
KO'd Edmund Shabazian, good fighter. KO'd Ian Heinish, good fighter. And got a decision over Phil Haas, good fighter. Um, 2020, he decisioned Jordan Williams, good fighter. So that's his last five, all wins. Uh, he's undefeated in the UFC. Those are his only fights in the UFC, actually. Um, got great takedown defense, great striking accuracy. Uh, he doesn't go for takedowns ever, but if you get him on the ground, he's got 2.4 submission attempts per fight uh, average. That's pretty damn high. So if you get him on his back, he's going to throw up many submissions. Um and I say that he won't go for takedowns, really, because he's got a 23% takedown accuracy. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to chain wrestle or some shit. But from his highlights, it didn't look like it. Um, and then we got Kelvin Gastelum. Now, he last fought in 2021. He didn't even fight this year. Uh, and when he did fight, it was not looking good for him in 2021. Uh, he lost to Jared Cannonier by decision. Lost to Robert Whitaker by decision. But it was fight of the night, so... You know, I'll give him that, I guess. Uh, he beat Ian Heinish, so that is a relative of Nasruddin Imavov's uh, um, last five fights. Ian Heinish is also on his list. Um, Imavov KO'd him, and Kelvin Gaslam got a unanimous decision over him. And then the fight before that, he lost to Jack Hermanson. I'm already boring you. I can tell. Wake up. He lost to Jack Hermanson by heel hook. That in 2021, that already tells me, you know what, Kelvin Gaston probably should have retired. Um, just joking. I don't know. We'll see in this fight. And then in 2019, that was the last time he fought before 2021. So that's he, he has he's got a trend going where he fought a bunch in 2019, and then didn't fight all of 2020, and then he fought a bunch in 2021, and didn't fight in 2022. Um, and it doesn't seem to be going well for him, those breaks, guys. So, with that out of the way, the main event, I'm saying Calvin Gaslam's probably going to get wrecked. Uh, Nasadine Imovov for the win. And the rest of that card, I can't really break down too much because uh, as of this recording, there is not a lot of fights that are um, actually confirmed. The co-main event got... Canceled. It was supposed to be Shavkat Rachmanov versus Jeff Neal. Canceled. Out of the way. Um, so now it's Punahele Soriano. I don't know how to say that guy's first name. I'm not going to lie to you. Versus Roman Kapilov. I know how to say that Russian's name. What's up? Um, and th those guys are both 9-2. and two. One has five fights in the UFC. One has three. Um, they've both lost two in the UFC. Um, they're both strikers. Both got pretty good. Well, actually, one has terrible takedown defense. One has really good takedown defense. But neither of them will be shooting. It's going to be a striker's delight. They both have very similar accuracy and defense on their striking. Um, but Soriano is a lot more active with his striking. Um, almost two strikes per minute more active. Um, so he almost doubles his output. So that'll be an interesting fight. And that's really all I can break down because um, I don't. I, God honest truth, if you go look at that card on Google, you tell me you know one single name other than the ones that I just named. That card is shallow. They might end up canceling it. To be honest, that's a that's a conspiracy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they canceled that card, though. I mean, it's not looking good. 
Um, I mean, they they got two fucking weeks left, and they have six car or six fights confirmed on that card for the main end. Or I mean, for the prelims and the fucking uh, main card. That's insane. Six fights. They're gonna cancel that shit. I'm not gonna sell anything. Um. <coughs> so, anyways, I really want to get onto the onto the awards, guys. <clears throat> I put a lot of thought into these awards. Um, I put so much more time preparing these awards than I'm going to going through them. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I'm not even joking. You, know, I I was researching for hours on these awards, and some of them. I've got a mean list of awards, and I've got a regular list of awards, and I spent just as much time on both. I, I might even say that I spent more time on the mean list. Uh, I'll get to the mean list second, though. We gotta we gotta get serious for a second, guys. Or maybe should I do mean list first? Because we were just a little serious with the UFC talk. Let's go mean list, and then we'll be nice. We'll end it on a nice note. All right, guys. So. That was the worst drum roll sound effect I've ever fucking made. Uh, uh, that sounded like a snake. I don't know how to do a damn drum roll with my mouth. Um, guys, this is the In the Cage Podcast 2022 Fighter Awards. What's up with it? All right. Worst dressed fighter of 2022. Guys, I really did put a lot of fucking thought into this. There's a lot of bad dressed fighters. Um, some of the runner ups were. Sean O'Malley, um, you know, some people think he looks good, but that's, if you're like 17 and, uh, you watch the Nelk Boys, you probably think Sean O'Malley's fucking swagged out, dude, he probably looks dope, uh, no, Sean O'Malley has a pink Lamborghini, and he dresses like someone that would, um, so, he was a, he was a runner-up, but we got Kamara Usman, he just dresses fucking ridiculous every single time I see him, um, I've, I've never seen a good Kamara Usman fit, um, he wears these weird little leather jackets that go up above his belly button with no shirt on underneath, and wears, like, an African tribe hat, and, like, tries to make those work together. Like, brother, it's one or the other, and, I mean, you're from Nebraska, so maybe just stick with the, I don't know, t-shirt and jeans. Kamara Usman, you officially have my worst dressed fighter of the year, 2022. Your package is in the mail. It's it's um it's a better T-shirt. Okay, that's that's your award. Um, and by that I mean it's a T-shirt that says "In the Cage Podcast" on it. Now, you know I don't want to get racial, but at the same time, what is the podcast about, really? Whitest fighter of 2022, Bryce Mitchell. Everybody, Bryce Mitchell. Everybody, clap. You hear that? I'm clapping. All right. Bryce Mitchell, um, from his camo shorts to his flat earth loving conspiracies to, you know, shouting for Trump when he was shouting for Trump 2022, man, that he couldn't even get elected in 2022. He's crazy. I love him. Bryce Mitchell, you are officially the whitest fighter of 2022 for In the Cage podcast. Everybody clap. All right, your uh, your bow and arrows in the mail. Um, now you know we can't do a whitest fighter without doing a blackest. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was I was put into a corner. You know what I'm saying? Once I thought of the whitest, I was just kind of put into a corner with the blackest. Uh, you know that's my story, and I'm sticking to that. Um, 
but this is actually one of those awards that's going to be awarded to the same person every year. It's kind of a, what do you call those? Like a fucking, I don't know. It's like a lifetime, it's like a lifetime award. You know what I'm saying? And the blackest fighter of 2022, Mike Perry, everybody, Mike Perry. If you don't know who Mike Perry is, he is um, very much so white, but he loves to say nigga and, um, he claims he's 3% African, so completely warranted, and he grew up in the streets. So, um, yeah, he's got the N-word pass given to him by himself. Uh, guys, Blackest Fighter of the Year 2022, Mike Perry. Love that guy, love that guy. Come grab your award, man. It's a, it's a picture of Trayvon Martin. Um, now, now, ooh. Let's go sexiest fighter of the year, guys. Ooh, this is where I wish I had some sexy music to play. You know what I'm saying? Like some, some, uh, some, uh, uh, what's that fucking Barry White? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, baby, let's get some Barry White playing. Uh, maybe if I had a producer. So sexiest female fighter of the year, Jessica Rose Clark, everybody. She's, uh, yeah, give it up, give it up. But really, who cares about that? Let's go to the sexiest male fighter of the year. Now, this one I thought long and hard. This one, I, I traveled to the deepest recesses of my mind. I, I, I went and climbed a mountain, um, actually climbed the highest tree on that mountain. And I sat there and I thought, I thought, you know, I, I looked at the nature, I absorbed it. I, I became one with the earth again. Um, I stayed out there for three months just living on squirrels and uh, rabbits mostly. And man, I really had to, that's, that's what I'm saying. I racked my brain on this, guys. And I really went to some dark places. Um, Paulo Costa, everybody. I mean, this guy might just get it every year. He's so damn sexy. Paulo Costa, give it up. That time I wasn't clapping. I was beating it. Just to a picture of Paulo. What's up? All right, baby boys. Now, of course, like I said, with the whitest and the blackest, you can't do a sexiest without doing the ugliest. Okay. Raul. Rosas Jr., male ugliest fighter of the year. Okay, he was a Dana White creation. He's the youngest fighter in the UFC. Uh, he's 18 years old, and it looked like he got hit by a train and did five years of meth. Uh, he looks terrible. He needs some... Uh, listen, I'm not really one for plastic surgery, but, um, buddy, you need to get your fucking nose reconstructed and... Um, yeah, I mean, it's bad. He can't even talk right. His nose is so crushed. It's it's insane. This kid looks he looks a mess. I mean, he outdoes the ugliest female of the year by fucking tenfold. Um, now ugliest female of the year, it was hard because there wasn't a lot of females that fought this year um, that were super ugly. You know, so just because she's the most popular ugly female, um, and she's a lesbian, so she'll never get with me anyways. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm gonna give it to Amanda Nunes, everybody. Yeah. 135, 145 pound champion of the world. Please don't beat my ass, Amanda Nunes. Um, your picture frames are on their way, guys. And um, same with you, sexiest. Now, man, I, I really... I gave you guys all my good, bad awards first. Um, now we got most likely to be in jail in 2023. Now this one is actually a double winner. Because one is just so goddamn obvious. Um, James Krause, everybody. He's going to be in jail for sure. Um, he's already getting investigated by the FBI. He's probably going to be in federal prison by the end of 2023. 
So that one was pretty obvious. And uh, then we got a fan. I mean, the podcast. This is the podcast's favorite fighter. We root for him every single time he fights. We love the way he trains. We love how funky he is, how weird he is. Tony Ferguson. Yeah, most likely to be in jail 2023. Give it up, everybody. Tony Ferguson. His brain is mush. He's probably going to kill his family. Yeah, Tony Ferguson. Woo-woo. All right, guys. Your guns are in the mail. Um, ooh. Worst fight of the year. Because um, we, on the good list, we do have a fight of the year. So we got to have a worst fight of the year. Um, Rose Nama Yunez versus Carla Esparza was hand, hands down the worst fight I've ever seen, let alone this year. I mean, it was just god-awful. I mean, I think Kimbo Slice versus Dada 5000 was much more entertaining than that. And if you haven't seen that, please just YouTube it. And, like, there's a bunch of funny cuts of it. It's hilarious. One of the guys had a heart attack, and one died shortly after. It was a god-awful fight, but it was more entertaining than this. This was just terrible. Um, so, worst fight of the year. Rose Nama Yunez, Carla Esparza. Ladies. Ladies. Woo-woo! You're, uh... Your Gracie Jiu-Jitsu training manuals are in the mail. All right. Um, now we have, ooh, to lead off that, we have most likely to die. And I'm going to say Rose Nama Yunez, one of the females that was in the worst fight. And I'll just, if you know the sport, I'll just let you guys, I'll let your minds wander. I'll let you sit on that. You, you come to the conclusion that you will. But we'll also give them the same present as, um, the most likely to be in jail. It's coming in the mail, guys. It's all coming. Um, now, this is the most prestigious of the bad awards. Most likely to pop for steroids in 2023. Um, I think this is undeniable. It's a three-way tie, guys. This is the only time that this has happened in this competition. <coughs> Excuse me. I was coughing at the fact of how fucking crazy this is. Um... Most likely to pop for steroids, guys. What's up? Three-way tie, Conor McGregor. He is just... He's fucking roided up out the gills. He's probably going to come back at 205 and lose to Glover Teixeira and then try to go up to heavyweight and fucking lose to Francis Ngannou and then retire a brain mush guy. Um, So Conor McGregor, he's going to pop for steroids for sure. John Jones, he's coming back to fight Francis Ngannou. Uh, in 2023, so he's definitely going to pop. Uh, if there's not a picogram or two in his fucking system, I don't know where there is. Um, number three, this one's a little bit controversial because this guy said he retired, but he's pulling the Conor McGregor thing right now where, you know, you say you retire so you can, you know, go out, not get drug tested, do some steroids, recover your body, quote-unquote recover your body, get jacked, and then... Um, cut back off the steroids, unretire, get drug tested again, pass your drug tests, and come back a fucking whole new monster. So TJ Dillashaw, give it up for him, guys. He is a controversial pick on this list, but I had to put him in because I think he will come back and he will pop. So that concludes us from our bad list. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna end this. We're gonna end this on a good note. We can't just fucking give people too much shit. Um. I don't even know where to start with this. These are the official, the official In The Cage Podcast MMA Fighter Awards. 
Let's start with comeback of the year. We got to go with Leon Edwards because of the title implication. Um, the fact that he knocked out Kamar Usman when everybody thought Kamar Usman was just going to fucking kill him. And Kamar Usman was killing him for three of those five, well, damn near four of those five rounds until that head kick landed. So, comeback of the year, Leon Edwards, stand up and take a bow, buddy. There you go. Um, breakthrough fighter of the year. I got to give that to Sergei Pavlovich. Uh, Pavlovich. See, Russian names fuck me up. Um, I had no idea who this guy was at the beginning of 2022. And then he just comes in and starches four dudes right in a row, including Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa. I mean, Jesus Christ. That guy is, uh, and he looked like a monster doing it, too. Like, that was, he looks like the next coming of fucking Fedor, or possibly Jesus. So, Sergei Pavlovich, 100% breakthrough fighter of the year. Um, he's actually even a contender for fighter of the year, crazily enough. Um, performance of the year, since since I called Amanda the ugliest on the bad list, um, I felt obligated to put her on the good list. Performance of the year, Amanda Nunes, stand up and take a bow. You know what I'm saying? Everybody clap. She beat the absolute fucking brakes off of Juliana Pena in their second fight. To reclaim her title and reclaim glory. Brazilian glory. Still didn't fix her mug, but actually probably made it worse. Um, anyways, it was a great fight. Uh, she knocked down Juliana Pena like seven fucking times. It was insane. Um, and just made her look a fool. So Amanda Nunes, performance of the year, 2022. Um, now, UFC fight card of the year. It has to be UFC on ESPN, uh, Jamal Hill versus Tiago Santos, uh, simply because every single fight on that card was a finish, whether it be submission or a knockout or a TKO. Every single fight on the fight card, including the main event, was a finish, and the main event was fucking awesome. It was, a, I mean, it was an insane card, uh, start to finish. So, card of the year. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna. I don't know how I'm gonna send both of those guys gifts because Santos lives in Brazil and I don't dude that thing's gonna get stolen right off his porch um now let's go to submission of the year uh this is a fan pick right here this is one of those ones where like you kind of had to watch um Jessica Andrade versus Amanda Lemos with a standing arm triangle um or head and arm choke whatever you want to call it um that's the first time that's ever happened in the UFC. Uh, that never fucking happens in any organization. So, uh, yeah, submission of the year. Jessica Andrade, stand up and take a lesbian bow. Your package is in the mail. And no, not that kind of package. Um, KO of the year. This one, again, goes to Leon Edwards. Um, simply because of the, the, the circumstance behind it, man. I mean, he won the damn title. After five rounds of getting his ass whooped. I mean... And he got a... St I mean, he stiffened Kamara with that head kick. It was... It was not... It wasn't a regular, like, TKO. It was a knockout. So, knockout of the year, Leon Edwards. Uh, I'm not sending you two gifts, man. I'll, I'll engrave... I'll engrave both of them into one trophy or something, bro. But I'm not... Listen, dude, I'm not Dana White. Um, now, that leads me to fight of the year. 
Yuri Prohachka, I told you, these fucking Russians, man. Yuri Prohachka versus Glover Teixeira. I can do the Brazilians just fine because I'm a fucking goddamn wetback. Um, so Glover Teixeira got beat in round five by rear naked choke. Yuri beating him for the belt. Um, that was a wild fight from start to finish again. I mean, it was just... They were literally fighting like... They had both just insulted each other's mothers in front of them. It was insane. Um, so, fight of the year, Yuri versus Glover. Now, fighters of the year, male and female. You know, we're not discriminatory. Um, we might not like the females as much here in this podcast, but we're not discriminatory. We still love them. Um, so, female fighter of the year, Zhang Wei Li. I felt that was only necessary because there's only one other chick in the UFC that had three wins this year. Well, Zhang Wei only Zhang Wei Li only had two wins this year, but one of them was a vicious KO over a former champion, and the other one was a fucking ass beating and a dope submission over the champion, winning the belt. Uh, no one had a better, no female had a better year than Zhang Wei Li, our Chinese champion. She's one scary lady and. She makes me think that China might win the war. <coughs> See, I'm coughing because I'm so scared of China. Um, now, male fighter of the year. This is actually the most prestigious award. This is the one that I actually had to think about. There were many options, but really one I kept coming back to, and I rooted against him in the fight. Um, Alex Pajeta. Alex Pajeta, stand up and take a bow, you big, scary fucking Brazilian. Um, he had three fights this year. He got a decision over Bruno Silva, which is a very underrated opponent. Bruno Silva's very good, very well-rounded. Um, the only one to take fucking Alex Pajeta to a decision, if that tells you anything. Um, and then he went up and fought Sean Strickland. A lot of people thought way too early and KO'd him in round one. And uh, and then he fought the champ, Israel Adesanya. A lot of people thought, you know, they were not riding Izzy. Thought he was the best fighter on the world in the world. And... Knocked him out in round five. Stalked him all fight. I mean, Izzy was winning the fight. So, if anything, Alex came back and fucking got a fifth round KO from the trenches. I mean, if that's not a good year, if that's not the best year, tell me what is. Now, there's only one thing that I gotta say before I get off the podcast. R.I.P. Stefan Bonner. He died from heart complications at 45 years old on December 22nd, 2022. Uh, if you don't know Stefan Bonner, you should go watch his fight with Forrest Griffin. It was one of the best fights ever. It literally it made UFC mainstream. It made it a household name. Um, people were it was on Spike TV. People were calling each other like, "Hey man, you got to turn on Spike TV. This fight is crazy. These guys are bleeding all over each other. It's like a bar fight. It was wild." Um, so go watch that if you haven't. One of the legends of our sport, Stefan Bonner, RIP. Um, and also earlier this year, um, I mean, shit, just a little over a month ago, uh, Anthony Rumble Johnson passed away uh, from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma at 38 years old. Um, that one actually was a bit crazier to me than, uh, Stefan Bonner. Um, Stefan Bonner had actually been going through some things before anyways, and, so it wasn't exactly an insane article to read. Um, but 
Anthony Johnson kept his non-Hodgkin's lymphoma lymphoma pretty much non-public, um, and nobody really knew exactly how bad he was going through it, and um, he was actually one of the, he was beating up everybody. When when I first started watching UFC, he was just knocking everybody out. He was dope. He was, I was, he was one of my favorite fighters. I mean, for a while there, I think he was my favorite fighter when I first started watching. He was a really great fighter, and it's sad to see those two go. Um, but, you know, that's how the world runs, baby boys. That's how the world runs. So, I'm going to leave you at that. You know, maybe I shouldn't have left you with the people that died. Jesus Christ, what am I doing? It's a new year, guys. It's a new year, okay? New people that die. All right, make your list. Make your list. I already told you my most likely to die. Um, It's a whole different... I'll get someone else on the podcast, and we could talk about celebrities in general that'll die. But, um, yeah, let's let's start a death pool, huh? How about that? Fucking in the cage podcast death pool. That sounds like fun. All right, guys. uh, With that, I'm going to say... You have been listening to the In The Cage podcast. Fucking sayonara.